1: Okay, we are live uh, in between warm-ups between the game three of the Carolina Hurricanes and New York Rangers. Uh, They just warmed up, the Zambonis are on, and it looks like they're going to start the game in about 20 minutes. That gives me enough time to do a mini recap of game two of the play-in round between the Columbus Blue Jackets and Toronto Maple Leafs. It's just Justin Cuthbert today. I'm riding solo for a quick game two recap. It was a good game. Series is now 1 1. Uh, Mike Stevens would love to be here, I'm sure, but he's probably preparing for a radio hit by crushing four to six hard Celters because that's what Mike Stevens does. So, as mentioned, it was a tremendous win for the Maple Leafs, um, but we do have to start with Jake Muzzin. Uh, under two minutes left, Muzzin was kind of shoved from behind while chasing a puck around the net or chasing the play behind the net, rather. Uh, And he kind of slammed head and neck first into, I believe it was Oliver Bjorkstrand. He laid down for, well, he tried to get up initially. Uh, He was told to lay down, stayed on the ice for quite a while, and eventually they needed a stretcher to get him off the ice. Uh, We don't know much in the postgame of what happened, but I will tell you what we do know. Uh, He's been transported to the hospital with vital signs and use of of his extremities he is responsive. The Leafs are waiting results for a full assessment. Uh, the only real positive news that we got out of the post game was John Tavares uh, mentioned that there were very positive signs from his vantage point. He was on the ice with Jake Muzzin. Uh, he said that quite early in the post game. Uh, then John, then Mitch Marner and John or and Frederick Anderson came out. Uh, and they were a little less optimistic. Obviously, uh, they didn't say anything that you know that would be harrowing or or, or t- terribly worri- worrisome. Uh, but they mentioned that they were just praying for uh, for Jake and how important he was. And then Keith just wanted to keep it uh, as it was and just it just sort of said the Leafs are you know Musen went to hospital. The Leafs are waiting uh, for his full report. It seems like he might have to exit the bubble to do so and. His availability moving forward may hinge on exactly what that means and what he has to do and how long he's going to be away from, uh, I guess, the confines of the bubble and the rink. Um, Again, John Tavares, very close, mentioned that there were very positive signs. Uh, The full use of extremities, the responsiveness, obviously both very good things. We were hoping to hear the word stinger involved because often we see these sort of situations where there's obvious pain uh, there's clutching to the neck and head uh, diagnosed as that. So uh, obviously that's what the hope was, but uh, that you, that word was not used and we're going to have to wait for the results uh, for Jake Muzzin. Uh, I'm not even going to speculate on whether or not he will be there for game three, uh, but he's going to have to pass some, uh, pass some you know, observations and assessments before we can, we can even think about him playing again. Um, so obviously a three nothing victory and what was a tremendous game for the Maple Leafs has been soured by the loss of Jake Muzzin uh, for sure. Um, we'll move on from that uh, and to the game. And honestly, it was a perfect game in many ways for the Maple Leafs. It wasn't, you know, a, a dream scenario in which they built an early lead and were able to cruise, the, cruise the, through the entire thing. But that's probably even better because they really did have to earn this uh, and they did earn it. They played tremendously well. Uh, I think it was. I think it was uh, exactly what they needed in terms of meeting some more adversity and passing a legitimate test. Because it took so long for them, despite racking up a lot of shots and scoring chances, uh, it took a long time to get it one pass Jonas Korvasalo. I believe he made the first 56 saves, maybe in the uh, in the series so far. Uh, I believe he, he made 28 saves before Austin Matthews finally got the Leafs on the board and took a lead that they would not relinquish in the game. Uh, the the numbers were just tremendous for the Maple Leafs in this one. I mean, they completely tilted the ice, shot attempts, shots, scoring chances, all of that up into the 60% range. Uh, they dominated this one, and and what they what they needed to change this series or the outlook in this series, which was uh, you know, the Columbus Blue Jackets doing what they were comfortable doing, which was playing with a tie game or playing with the lead. When they are taken out of their comfort zone, when they are forced to chase the game, that's when it comes into the Leafs' favor. Obviously, being up in a game is favorable, but having the, the ability to not have to press and to not be hit on the counter really benefits the Maple Leafs. And we saw it on the John Tavares goal. The second goal, uh, I believe that came in the third period. Columbus is pressing a little bit more, and when Columbus was pressing, John Tavares, who was a little late coming back into the zone, was able to hop on a puck and skate in from his own blue line on a breakaway, and eventually give the Leafs a two nothing lead. That uh, on a nice move, obviously hugely important, and it, and it was kind of comfortable uh, for the rest of the way um, after Tavares scored that goal. It ended up being three nothing. Morgan Riley got the uh, empty netter for the Maple Leafs after. Uh, Muzzin was taken off the ice uh so a couple things we'll mention um the line changes so Pierre Engvall in Frederick Gauthier out he's uh, Engvall centering the fourth line spot uh that is the that is the movement in terms of personnel coming in and out uh I think Engvall you know was fine in this game didn't really stick out in any way which is probably a positive thing um maybe a slight upgrade on what Goche did in game one, but you know, Gauthier didn't have much of a chance because the fourth line in game one only played about three minutes. Um, but the big move was uh, changing the lineups uh, in terms of the, two, the top six. So Mitch Marner replaced William Nylander on the top line with Austin Matthews and Nylander dropped down with Tavares uh, to play with Ilya Mikheyev as well. So it's interesting because we mentioned on the last podcast that, you know the Leafs have been working with these combinations for, we're, we're looking at, you know, eight weeks because they started phase two, opened their facilities, and were immediately matched up uh, and coordinated based on their lines and defensive pairings. So we've seen these groups working together for so long in one game in which they didn't score a goal. Uh, just like that, Sheldon Keith mixes it up. Now, uh, it's easy to say, you know, that worked well, and I guess it did because both lines produced one goal, but uh, it's a, It could have been something that Heath came under fire for because they've been working so hard on on on, uh, on the chemistry between the top six as it was entering the series and to immediately turn on it. Uh, it was definitely a big decision, and I, and I guess it did pan out. Um, uh, it'll be interesting to see what Keith goes with in game three. I'm sure he won't change much, uh, but it is interesting that, you know, Mitch Marner wasn't quite the Mitch Marner of – Uh, maybe previous playoffs, previous regular seasons in this game. I don't think he was particularly good. John Tavares, uh, he drew a lot of uh, favorable analysis from uh, fans online and other media members. I'm not sure this was quite, you know, John Tavares at his best yet, uh, but that was a big, big goal for him, obviously. uh, And he did generate a lot of chances, and he he was in the right areas. I still think he's a little bit, the decision making maybe not completely there uh, but maybe he's in a better spot right now uh, after after you know getting on the board playing a little better getting that win behind them uh, maybe this means good things for the Maple Leafs top six that obviously has to be the difference here because it's going to take it's going to be difficult to score goals in the series obviously it's 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 been proven that Um, so they need the stars to shine for Toronto if they're going to break through and turn what was a one nothing deficit into a series victory but Again, Austin Matthews is the best player for the Maple Leafs in game one, and he was largely the difference for the Leafs in game two. Uh, he broke the, the, uh, the shutout streak that lasted, uh, I think it was close to 100 minutes uh, for Jonas Korpisalo to start the uh, series. I think he stopped the first 56 shots or, some, or, uh, or something like that going in. Uh, and it was a play that was set up by Zach Hyman, but I would argue that it was set up by Austin Matthews. I mean, he set it up almost for himself. Uh, he was just sort of breaking the puck out of neutral ice and, and just made a great move to cross the line, give it right to Matt or to Hyman and put him in, self to, in position to receive the pass immediately back. He was able to float a tip over the shoulder of Corby Salo uh, and that gave them a, a the Maple Leafs obviously a huge boost, allowed them to play the game that they wanted to play. Uh, but full credit to the Maple Leafs for really tilting the ice in uh, and, and, and the lead up to that goal uh, it, they own the shots they own the scoring chances they definitely deserve that goal uh, and Matthews did certainly because he's been the Maple Leafs player uh, best player I believe uh, through the first two games but there is an argument for Frederick Anderson who is now stopped 53 of 54 to begin the series now a lot of criticism a lot of questions about him coming in uh, because he didn't look you know amazing in training camp and, and it's That was sort of partly, you know, self-inflicted if you're the Maple Leafs because they put him in a difficult spot playing against the best players in the five-game scrimmage and through a training camp. So there were questions definitely about what Anderson would bring. uh, But he's been nothing short of brilliant. He's been everything that they could have asked for uh, in this series. He made several great saves before the Matthews goal, after the Matthews goal. So full credit to Frederick Anderson for answering the bell here and being a real difference maker for the Maple Leafs. Without him, this could easily be a two nothing series lead to the Jackets because as much as the Leafs dominated this game, it didn't come easy to him. So uh, the fact that the Leafs have been able to lean on Anderson is probably the most important, was probably the most important thing coming in. Now it hasn't translated to a two nothing series lead, but very, very important that Anderson uh, has been so good. Now, I touched a little bit on Tavares and Marner. Uh, Tavares obviously much better in this game. I need to watch this game back with a focus specifically on Tavares because, again, as I mentioned, a lot of positivity about his game. And I wasn't so sure that he was, uh, you know, all the details in his game were there uh, tonight. But Mitch Marner uh, still not quite there. I don't think uh, for anyone uh, in Leafs Nation and, and those who are, uh, those who are watching, uh, whether it's from a critical side or just the fan side. Uh, a lot of questionable decisions on the power play. I mean, he looks like the guy who often is pressing and trying to make something happen and trying to be the difference when really he just got he just has to simplify things and let his talent shine. I mean, you can see two different things happening with him and Nick Robertson on the power play. Nick Robertson maybe didn't take the best shots, but he simplifies it. To a, to a degree in which Marner, I think, needs to get there. Uh, and Marner, obviously, the shots aren't the best option for him. But just forcing the play into more dangerous areas and try to, trying to dish from there, I think, will help Mitch Marner a lot. I think, you know, Robertson, obviously, is the shooter. So when he makes things uh, – when he's giving a more simplified approach – uh, he's just trying to get the fuck into a dangerous area and let it fire. And we saw that a few times for him. So what we need to see from Mitch Marner is maybe just a little, little less uh, trying to, you know, hit the home run and just trying to do things a little bit more simple, certainly on the power play and just everywhere else in his game. I think the confidence that Matthews and Tavares are get from those, those goals uh, will be evident. So a Marner breakthrough, I think, would be big for the Maple Leafs in this series because he is still fighting a little bit. But I think the biggest difference in this game uh just looking, at, just looking at the two games uh, as they were, the biggest difference was that the top guys for Columbus were not doing what they did in the first game. And I think that a lot of that has to do with what Muzzin and Hall were able to do against the Dubois, the Bjorkstrands, and Techier on the, on the uh, opposite wing there. Uh, Dubois had a really tough night, and he heard it from uh, John, Tur- John Scoterell at times. Uh, I, think he, I think he got uh, sort of diminished in a lot of ways in this game after being an absolute superstar, I thought, in game one. So the key is for the Maple Leafs, if they can shut down Pierre-Luc Dubois, they're going to be in a good, a good spot. Um, but moving forward, they're going to have to do that without Jake Muzzin potentially, which definitely complicates matters moving forward. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see Obviously, the health of Jake Muzzin is, first and foremost, the most important thing. Uh, But the Maple Leafs are going to have to adjust here. They're going to have to find a way to keep keep Pierre-Luc Dubois on uh, the perimeter, not let him get in too tight on Frederick Anderson. And just taking him out of the game is going to be paramount uh, in game three, four, and potentially five. Uh, We're going to have a full podcast for game three. Mike Stevens will be back. Hopefully he'll be into the Seltzers because he's always more entertaining. Well, not the Seltzers, the uh, what are they called? The hard Seltzers, I guess. So uh, hopefully he'll be back for Game Three. The music is coming on for uh, the start of Game Three before the Car- for the Carolina Hurricanes to New York Rangers. So I will move on. But the Leafs, big three nothing winners, a perfect game in a lot of ways, uh, and it played out ideally except for what happened at the end to Jake Muzzin. So best wishes to Jake Muzzin and we will see you for Game 3, and Mike Stevens will be back. And we'll have the full rundown, and we'll also take a tour around the NHL uh, when we do have our full podcast. So I'll leave it there. Maple Leafs 1-1 in their play-in round against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, best wishes to Jake and Hopefully he'll be the, back in the lineup sooner, sooner than later, and the Leafs will uh, be able to replicate their performance because it was a good one on Monday night. We'll leave it back.